van life. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we're FNA Van Life. Today, we have two very special guests. We have a live podcast. We don't get to do these very often, so we always enjoy the opportunity to sit down with some friends. We've got Matt and Amber from Adaptive Humanity, and they're very squeaky puppy with our very squeaky puppy. <laughs> he needs oil. Someone give him oil. So a little quick life update from the road. We right now are in Telluride, Colorado. We came out here to meet up with Adaptive Humanity, Matt and Amber. Um, we were really excited to come out and meet up with them. The last time we were together was Alaska. Yeah. It's couple months ago yeah yeah it's been a journey yeah and then before that they were actually on the podcast in episode 23 i think it was we looked it up last night um and that was back when we were in florida all building our van together and that was interesting yes (laughs) to say the least we even had gawkers in an rv staring at us all the time (laughs) freaking Uh, rv people (laughs) speaking of that i want to know a little update from like what it was like to travel in the RV to now traveling in the van. You know, you guys used to have like a, basically like a class A RV. Um, and now you're in a smaller than B size RV, you know, van. Let me, let me take this one. And, okay. and the, the words of my wonderful wife. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> Even though we shouldn't. Even though we shouldn't. We still test the rig to the limit. Four foot dent to prove it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I haven't even noticed that. Really? Yeah. Look at the driver's side right behind the door. It's smashed in from behind the driver's side door all the way to the wheel, the wheel well in the back. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, so we, we went down a, it was an ATV trail uh-huh. with the van. Uh-huh. And when you dropped in, it was like four foot tall banks on either side. And you drop in and make an immediate right-hand turn. Well, 24 feet long, trying to shove it through an ATV trail, an immediate, you know. And it's just... very muddy and very, very slick. Yeah. And it just went boop. Yeah, it went right, right into the <laughs> bank in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, it's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. Full throttle and Rip just it, it forward yeah. and, you know. And it pulls it right out regardless. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're good. Beast. Yeah, it, it ripped right out of there. We lost a security camera and four-foot dent. And her ladder moved back about a foot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So let's paint a picture for the people who are listening because we do not recommend that you take most of these van life vehicles into situations like that. But you guys have specifically designed yours to be like beast mode. So what kind of like modifications have you done? It's a 2020 Sprinter? 2020. Yep. 170. Yep. And so what have you all jacked up on it to be able to do this crazy off-roading stuff? So... Tires. We got 35 tires. Uh, suspension. Yep. All the suspension has been changed out. And we are, hopefully, everything goes through and we'll be the first ones to do a solid axle swap for the front of it. So we'll have a Dana 60 in the front and a Dana 80 in the rear. So it'll be a true four-wheel drive and... So what's, um, for the people that don't understand what that means, like what's the difference between the axle that you have now and the one that you're putting in? So the one that we have now, Mercedes has like, uh, 
they call them CV shafts. So and it, it's, like it's a, technically called four-wheel drive, right? Like yeah. you bought a four-wheel drive vehicle. Right. But it doesn't operate that way. No. So it's it it operates its four-wheel drive based upon uh, like the anti-lock braking system. So it picks up a tire spinning and then it stops it and spins the other one. But really, we only have one tire in the front that drives and one tire in the rear that drives. So, for instance, when I have it balancing on two wheels and it's not the right two wheels, okay. you have to get out, put a traction board down, and then go, which has happened quite a few times. Mainly <laughs> in Alaska? Yes. Every time in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, every, almost every day in Alaska. It, it was on two wheels. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Like, so, for instance, just to give you guys an idea, we have a Pro, Ram Pro Master 3500, and we, we love our van, but I can tell you with confidence there's a lot of things that we wouldn't be able to go down that these guys are going down. We could probably go with them. Yeah, and we because, could pull you. Yeah, they have a winch. They could yeah. just pull us right out of anything. So, like, you know, we're hoping to have some of those experiences with them here in the future. We didn't get to have any in, in Alaska because the timing just didn't work out properly. We did get to dodge potholes for, like, six and a half hours. That's yeah, a beautiful yeah. communal experience yes. that you shared. Yeah. Yes. I will say the... Um, uh, Arctic Circle like spot that we stayed at was incredible though. Like, oh yeah, we were oh, only so ones in the campground. Yeah. There. It was brand new, brand new, just opened up. The bathrooms were spotless. They still have like the checklist on them, yeah. right? You know? Yep. But that was a freaking amazing it spot. Was. And talk sure. about like quality time. I remember Alex, myself, and Amber tried to stand up really late. And uh, watching yeah, I was, the I was out. yeah, you were the smart one because <laughs> we were trying to see the Northern Lights, uh, and if it was a clear night sky we would have actually seen it well it was pretty clear it. until about 3 30 in the morning when it was still dusk and then the clouds started yeah. overtaking yeah. Right. the sky and we were like i don't think yeah. this is gonna happen no. and we called it that was also the one where that tree kept talking shit so i had to i had to take a walk out in the middle of the woods and, oh. and handle it <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right you're right timber <laughs> That was, that was fucking good. You know, I still think that Alex and I brought home the most wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me yeah. me and Frank hunted with axes, and you guys gathered. Yeah, hunter-gatherers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had enough fire for probably like a 14-hour-plus fire. So oh, for sure. Yeah. Between was, the hunting and the gathering, yeah. we were set. Yeah. So let me take you back to the build. Because you bought your first RV, right? Yep. So t- turnkey, you walk in, you have this beast of a vehicle. Well, I wouldn't no. necessarily call no, it a nothing, beast. Nothing is turnkey <laughs> when you buy an RV. No, right. tell me more. No, so it's like you buy the RV, you're all excited, you just dropped like your life savings on the thing, and then uh, as soon as you pull out of the parking lot, everything goes to hell and breaks. <laughs> And it's cheaply made, and the cabinets fall off the walls, and things leak, and electrical doesn't work, and then you got to fight with the dealership to get it fixed. So really, the first year you own the RV, you never really go anywhere. Because you're circling around the dealer getting stuff fixed. So are you telling me that it's like a pig with lipstick on? Yes. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then after that first year, when everything's fixed, then you can start traveling. Right. But you didn't even make it to the first year. No. No, we we had it for, what, eight months? I think so. August? <coughs> no, six. Six months? No, less. 
Because we had the first one for a Oh, while. yeah, the turd coach. So we had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which, I, if I remember the story correctly, after somebody like, got sold to somebody else from the dealership, yeah. it then burnt down. Yeah, driveway. so we, re- <laughs> we returned it as a lemon, and they gave us back our money, and then we put that towards a new RV. And uh, the understanding was that this thing was literally a, a turd. Like right. the the generator was falling out, the mirror fell off while we were driving down the road. It the the dash would the lights would flicker on and off all the time. The fridge would, would open all the time. Nothing yeah. worked. No, nothing nothing worked. It was a a, a giant coachman turd. <laughs> and uh, so we we bring it back to the dealer, and then we we swap it out. We get this brand new RV upgrade. We spent more money on it, and uh, it turned out to be just almost as big as a turd. <laughs> Because it was like rushed through the assembly line right. and things weren't completed. We deem it as like a COVID build. Yeah. Anything yeah. in COVID time that was built was not with really scrap built. parts. Because well, because they parts. well, yeah. and they were like had such a high demand too. Yeah. So yeah, it's so like it, we can sell a billion of these. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's get them out together. Just glue and staple. Yeah. Glue yeah. And staple. So, so the turd got, coach yeah, gets so returned. Return the turd coach. We get the the polished turd coach, uh, and I, I gotta I gotta say though, once we got that and we worked with Holiday Rambler, they they bent over backwards for us. I mean, right. we, we drove up there and they took care of everything. They were great. So I don't have anything bad to say about them, but the assembly line people, yeah, <laughs> we won't talk about them. So uh, so we get the the new one, and uh, we're about a month into traveling with the new one. And all of a sudden, I get a call from an insurance guy saying, hey, you know, I'm with Progressive Insurance, and I have you listed as a previous owner of a 2021 Coachman Sports Coach. And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay. So our client uh, purchased the the coach on this date, which happened to be like 20 days after we traded it back in as a lemon. And uh, he, he drove it home. And he could smell like something burning. And the dash was flickering. So he drove it back and told them, hey, listen, this is what's going on. And they said, we can't get you in for like another three months. We're so busy. So he drove it back to his house, parked it, went to go walk into the house. And all of a sudden he seen smoke. And it literally burnt to the ground in his driveway. Holy Jesus. That's freaking wild. Yeah. He'd owned it for like 12 hours. Uh Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it, and the funny thing is, is the timing. If we didn't go back and and swap them all out and everything, we would have been in Terlingua, Texas, ghost town, population of one hundred, and like in a fire department camper. non-existent. Yeah, like, in the and, desert. Yeah, just standing there. Other RV. Just standing right. there with a burnt down RV. Yeah, yeah. and Skip could yeah. have very well been in there alone. Yeah, yeah. So we're thankful that nobody got harmed during that process of the turd so crazy though and the fact that like you buy this brand new thing and then they're like oh sorry we can't help you for three months right it's ridiculous the whole point the whole point to buy something like that is to be able to travel in it immediately like that's why you buy the turnkey solution so you don't have to spend five months building it you got it Yep. <laughs> Oy vey. Wow, that sounds like a... So I dodged hit a bullet. and a miss, and then I hit, and then another miss. Yeah, so after all that, and then being stuck in RV parks, and having to tow the Jeep, and drive the Jeep everywhere, and then tent camp, which we don't like to do. Yeah. So... We finally said enough's enough. I never and even then, heard about you tent camping. When yeah, was it we, we, we did the app trail. Thing. Yeah, we did the app trail. <laughs> we, we tent camped on the app trail. 
And it was like the first time I ever set up a tent since I was like 12. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it was like two hours later, we finally got a tent up. Oh my God. And then we have sleeping mats that I bought that mm -hmm. they self inflate. They're oh, like that's a, cool. Yeah, they're like compression foam, you know? Cool. So I, I look at the thing and it has a picture, no words. It just says like an arrow that says flip the valve, right? So I'm like, okay. So I flipped the valve and the thing pops up all night long. It was like freaking sleeping right on the rocks underneath it. <laughs> I, the mat was non-existent. And then I figured out in the morning that you flip it to let it inflate. And then you got to it. flip it back. So <gasps> when you lay it. on it, it pushed all the air. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were laying on the ground. That's know? hilarious. We so, didn't sleep the whole night. It was no. freezing. The wind was wicked. We were on top of a mountain. And the wind was it like, like hit, waves. yeah, the wind was like hitting the valley different. And it was coming up the mountain and just like pushing on our tent. It sounded like waves, like in our ear the whole night. It was like 70 mile an hour gusts on the top. So, and yeah. it would hit it as a wave and you, it sounded like a wave on the beach. Trippy. So you'd be like, oh, that's everything's good. And the entire tent would be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys lucky you didn't parachute off the top of the mountain in that tent. She almost did. Well, she you know. she decided that she was a stunt woman and does her own stunts and wanted to go stand on a, a rock over the edge and then the gust came up and she goes whoop <laughs> I'm like that's myself. it you're done get down <laughs> oh, okay man. so clearly tent camping was not for you likewise for us I mean we had one moment where we tried to tent camp out of the car when yeah. we came back from Alaska and I, uh, <laughs> I mean I'll say the tent was definitely more comfortable than the car yeah. But uh, we have no interest in tent camping. We're very much glampers and yeah. love oh, being yeah. in our, yeah. our van. Yeah, exactly. uh, and that's why we live in a van. Right. So, you yep. get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so now the difference between that RV and going into the van, like what, what makes it so much different? It, yeah, obviously, you built it yourself. You know how all the systems work. Yep. But like, and, and you could get out into the middle of nowhere. Do you think... Also, being smaller helps as well. Like just like oh uh, yeah, yeah. We, we can go anywhere that we want for the most part. Yep. Unless it's a parking garage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they have yeah. a height requirement. Yeah. 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 Too tall. Well, Eleven foot doesn't fit very, very well. I would say that's probably our biggest limitation now. Is just yeah. the height. height, and that's a that's one of the things we'll trade. I mean, that's I mean, realistically like trade. a limitation in cities. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We also learned that we needed to get a chainsaw too. Yeah, because we go down a lot of trails and you got three branches that hang out. Most of them I could just, you know, yeah, yeah. Just go right through it. But you get the occasional that you have to climb up on the roof. And yeah. we learned a lot down. in Alaska. Yeah, Alaska yeah. taught us a lot. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yep. Alaska. Yeah, wet, wet wood burns. Yeah, yeah, we learned that. Yeah, you just you gotta stack it right and get it's how you build it. In. Yeah, that's how you build it. You know, it's funny. I used that trick after that uh, because I was with some other. I forget who we were with, but they couldn't get a fire going for the hell of them. And so I used the trick. You came over and chest pumped. Yeah, and said, watch this. I said I went with my buddy Matt and I uh, stacked the sticks the proper way. And next thing you know, we had a nice hot fire. Nice. Going. So you know, it's 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 all about how you learn and that's and it. what you what you take with you. So pass yeah. the knowledge. Yeah, pass on the knowledge. That's it. So yeah, um, so now Alaska. What was like Alaska like for you? You say you like you learned a lot there. Like, what was some of your best experiences there? Uh, man, a lot of it was off grid. I mean, we were miles and miles and miles to the closest person, and uh, 
it was just, uh, it was nice. You get to know yourself, know your equipment, what it can and can't do, and uh, you get to know your relationship a little better. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Has that been harder in the smaller space? No, not at all. I, I think, think it's so. been easier. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but like I was just not vibing with the RV. <laughs> we didn't get along. So <laughs> I, I guess I don't know what it is about this life, but no, maybe we just need to be closer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe also like you said, the the RV and you didn't get along. Mm-hmm. You know, the the van is a personality within, totally. you know, you're traveling. Yeah. I mean, it has its little issues. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you guys have like floppy windows and all that. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, even though they're minor, you know, that those little issues actually play a big role in your relationship. Oh, yeah. uh, like what Alex and myself in the first van, you know, we, we really enjoyed being together and traveling together. But when we were having so many issues with the rig, it started becoming uh, so, so even a strain in our relationship. Well, your energy yeah. just because mine was totally yeah. drained yep. and frustrated. I think too with the RV, we had to we couldn't fix it. He couldn't fix it. We mm-hmm. have to go somewhere and have it fixed, and it's all the way out of the way. And it's probably in a freaking city, and we're driving this giant thing. Yep. And then with the van, if anything is messed up, he knows exactly where it's at and exactly what to do yep. and we don't have to rely on anybody so it's completely self-sufficient and with us building it too it's it's built a lot better exactly it's, you know everything you know was it. gone over with a fine tooth comb and you know we have nowhere near the problems they get when you get a rv yeah, yeah how long did it take you to build it four and a half months that's really fast <laughs> yeah especially what but you guys built i had to, i had to go back and look so we went back like through our phones and photos and everything from the time that the the spray foam started going in and the, the dynamat till the time that we rolled out. It was mm-hmm. four and a half months. And it re- felt like it was like two years. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in that time, it was two years. He would get up at freaking like sunrise and then mm-hmm. he's done after the sun goes down, like fucking midnight sometimes. Yeah, I remember even just working side by side with you yeah. guys. It was like, you know, we were out there early you were always yep. out there a little bit earlier than i was <laughs> i was waiting for everybody to cook me breakfast <laughs> you're already out there working i'm sitting there waiting to eat <laughs> but yeah just like the like you said you know you're getting up at crack of dawn you're you know thinking that something's gonna work exactly how you envisioned it and then all of a sudden that idea shits the bed and you have to go back, <laughs> have to go right back to the drawing board, board. And like, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes your significant other is like, hey, why isn't this fucking working? Get it done already, you shithead. And you're, and you're like, you're like, listen, I tried, but it doesn't work this way. I got to go back and, and like reassess, you know. It's just, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the building of the bed. Yeah. It, but, it, it's also kind of like the lifestyle too, right? Right. You know, there's a lot of things in the lifestyle you think are just going to be like all this freedom and and you know you're not going to have to do anything anymore. Everything's happy, sunshine, all the time. But yet <laughs> you always yeah. are doing something, whether oh, yeah. it's like filling up your water or throwing out garbage or just yeah. cleaning the van, making yeah, a taking tidy a shower. Or, you know, then having to wipe up the water on the floor, yeah. whatever it is. Yep. You know, there's always so much extra than what you. Um, what you would think that comes right. along with it, like in a normal house, you kind of lay on the couch and you're not right. really thinking about right. much. But yeah, in the van, it's kind of constant. Do you find that to be uh, a good thing? Like, it, does it make you feel more fulfilled? Yes. 
Because I feel I feel more on top of my game because I can't let things just like sit there for a little while, you know. So it's like I gotta take care of it now. So it's kind of it's building more character. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, and it's it's funny too people. because people get the the false impression about you know fan life or overlanding or whatever it may be. It's all rainbows and sunshine and you know beaches booty shots. and booty <laughs> shots and you know bikinis and oh look at the water flow through my hair outside. <laughs> You know, when it, it's it's really it's not that that's good for the pitcher, but you know, there's there's struggles, and you're always tinkering with something. Something's always off, or yeah. you want to improve on something. But what makes it worthwhile? And like our instance, we we're in Alaska, and we took this like no map, no nothing, just little teeny trail. And I was like, I'm going uphill, so yeah. that means I'm gonna be on somewhere on a mountain, you know, and. It was getting dark and it was cloudy and rainy and everything. And then uh, we got up to kind of where I thought it was about to crest. So we're like, all right, we're just going to park here for the night. And then we get up in the morning and it's bright sunshine, blue skies. And we're surrounded by, you know, 10,000 foot plus mountains covered in snow all the way around us. And it's like, yep. This is why I'm doing it. That's what makes all the shit. Yeah. Mother. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. I, I truly agree. Like, t- going back to the whole beach shots, I can't remember the last time I was in a bikini. So, you know. Uh, you know. Look at you in one whenever you <laughs> Remember when you tried to get one when we were in Alaska and we were on our way to the Arctic Circle and you were like, I want to back up to this river because I want to get like that back door shot. Yeah. And then the fucking mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. Were so bad. <laughs> so bad. Don't open the door. Really? Don't open the door. No, no, no. <laughs> That's bad. Life. That's true van life. Like That's for real, it. like you could have the bug net up, you could have all that stuff up, but realistically, the shot is just like a glimpse of like right. what like the actuality of what what's going on is is happening. I will say that Alaska is one place that you could get all those shots. I mean, oh, if yeah. the mosquitoes aren't bad, right? Yeah. If the weather is is decent, but you could actually back up onto a lake with a mountain view. Oh yeah, you know you could park on the side of a mountain. If you could pull off the side of the road, you could you could camp there. It's not necessarily the same in the lower 48. No, it's not, but it, it kind of is. It is. Because the way that we have learned to travel from Alaska and everything and, and RV experiences, we look a lot on apps that show private property, state property, BLM land, yep. national forests. And, you know, we maybe stayed in a parking lot three times now. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All yeah. the rest of the time we've been off in the middle of nowhere somewhere and, and doing our thing, whether it was in Washington, Oregon, here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we spent some time in Moab, which was freaking awesome. So yeah. it's like, we always manage to find a spot, but it, it takes a little bit of planning to it. You gotta, you know. Yeah, it definitely it. does. It takes planning. It takes um, the <coughs> balls to do it too yeah. sometimes. Cause sometimes you pull up to spots and you're like, Ooh, do I want to go down there? You know, and like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you do. You want to go down there. The thing is, is having like, you know, that recovery equipment or at least right. having the brain to know what right. you need to do to get yourself out of situations. Right. I mean, yeah, sometimes it happens where you just got to fucking call a tow truck. It is what it is. Yeah. But like, if you have the brains to do it, you can figure it out, get yourself out of the spot. And right. believe me, those spots are worth it. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And the tires. Yeah, the tires. The tires yeah. are I mean, huge. The brains huge. are great, but if you're riding on balds, that's you're not <laughs> yeah. getting anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's not <laughs> All you can hear is. <laughs> but you know what? Though? Some of our best spots were 
we really shouldn't do this. Yeah. Like, this is not going to end well. And most of the time, it, it was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. But the but, van is still in one piece. Right. But we got to the the best area. We, we got to, you know, do the most amazing things and just by going... Okay, yeah, okay. Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and Full a, send. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of times they're like untouched spots. Yeah. No yeah. bodies around. Yeah, that's amazing. That's the, the places that I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will, you know, once again, you know, you're going to get a lot more of those spots in Alaska, say, oh, yeah. than you will here because it's just a lot bigger population in general. Oh, yeah, you know? it's, so, it's harder to find. But yeah. you can, you can, you can find, find them. them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you got to... Yeah. Do you have your favorite hunting apps? Yeah. So that is what are they? You You said Onyx Off Road, Onyx Hunt, Onyx Trail. I think so. We use Onyx Off Road, and then Onyx Hunt Hunt, because Onyx Hunt will literally give you the private land. It'll give you BLM. It'll give you state land, and then even the private land. Private landowners can go in there and post if you're allowed to hunt on their property, traverse mm-hmm. their property, yeah. use their trail systems and stuff. And they also list the contact info. Mm-hmm. So you can give them a call and be like, hey, you know what? I'm in a, in a van. We just want to kind of get off grid for the night or whatever. Is it OK? Yep. You know, and that way you don't get in trouble. You don't get the knock. <clears throat> right. Or, you know, or the shotgun right. outside your door because you're on their land you know, sure. you know and the ones that we use they, they are they're like 99 bucks a year but it's so I'm, worth it yeah I mean, it is it's, totally. it's 99 bucks for 100 percent peace of mind mm-hmm. you know yeah. you know where you are all the time and, and you don't have to worry about anything so i'll give it to you in the way that we should be saying it don't be a cheap fuck yeah splurge a little bit get that on x i mean i really do think that in order for you to have the best experience possible, you do want to pay for the right things. So, like paying for certain things, it will just change your situation completely. Yeah, and being you, out on the road, you can download the maps too. So, if you know you're going to go somewhere where there isn't going to be any cell service, you just download the map ahead of time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. You're you still have everything right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that mostly North America? Uh, so it is just for North America. It's just North for, America or just USA? Uh. I don't know if it that they opened up Mexico yet. Well, Canada is it Canada? They have Canada. Okay, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so basically North America for the most part. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Not sure about Mexico. Mexico, Have you guys stopped stopped using Harvest Host? No. You still use that occasionally. Yeah, yeah, we stop in. That's where we get our drink on. (laughs) (laughs) Get off the road. You're like the wineries and the breweries. That's That's it. Go eat some good grapes that actually taste like grapes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. stayed at a. Um, where were, we're in Alaska. We we're in Fairbanks, I think. And we stayed at a like a communal garden or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. You know, and then it, we didn't even. We were like, how do we contribute? You know, because normally we stay at a, a winery or something. You buy a couple bottles of wine, do a tasting. You know, even Stephen. But they were like, you know, oh, don't worry about it. It was just a pleasure to have you. Yeah. That's awesome. It was like, we you just get want to... your beautiful spirits and energies in our garden. That's the real gift. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, real, and realistically, you know, word of mouth, just bringing new people there. That, yeah. that, leaving a good sure. review. Leaving a good exactly. review. You know, then other people then come and try their wine and maybe it's their cup of tea. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. We've met some amazing people doing it. Like uh, uh, Sarah Vineyard's. Yeah. They're oh, like family, yeah. you know? Yeah. We're the first harvest host that they ever had and 
stayed you know, the they, whole like, weekend. They begged us to stay the whole weekend. It was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> a good blur. Yeah. A good that blur. is yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Their kids were fantastic. We hung, out, we hung out with their kids yeah. pretty much most of the time. Yeah. Got them all hopped up in chocolate. But you get to meet a lot of different people and small businesses and... You know, you're actually talking to the owner while you're there, not just an employee. Well, and when you really think about it, that's like the embodiment of van life, right? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. that, what you really want is to meet all different types of people. Like some people want to get away from society. Uh, for people like us, we want to embrace and meet more and see the good out there mm-hmm. in the world. The yeah, the quality of the type of people that mm-hmm. we could come across. And I think overwhelmingly... It's pretty positive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you run into an occasional jerk here and there, but for the most part, people are good. Yeah. You know, not not what you hear on the news and everything else and stuff. It's, you know, vast majority of people in this planet are good people. Yeah, yeah. I, and we're going to learn even more about that. <laughs> What's that? Everyone's <laughs> doing a dance right now. <laughs> They are because you only been, you yeah. only remember yeah. the Karens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The you negative know? things stick in your side like a thorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, when you put when you pull it out, it, it still stings a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where the positive people is like smell a rose. Yeah. You know, you kind of keep yeah. going. It's super right. super refreshing when you meet like a really good person. Yeah, like we met tons of them. Oh, name drop, name drop. What about Blueberry Jam Lady? Oh, Blueberry Jam Lady was the shizzy. Honestly, I I wish I remembered her name off the top of my head, but she was incredible. Aunt, we were calling her Aunt Kathy. It was a K, I I think. Oh, man. But what was funny, too, is that we ended up seeing her like 300 miles away at a gas station. Yeah. It was taking over. It's like, hey. So let's clear. So we were all hanging out at the hot springs at China Hot Springs, yep. getting our soak on, yep. and we moved from the pool to the hot tub, and we ended up striking up a conversation with the two ladies that were in there. One of them ended up being our blueberry jam lady. Yep. And so in talking, it turns out she used to run an Airbnb for like Aurora viewing yeah. and all this stuff, and she invited us to come over to her house to give us blueberry jam. And blueberry juice yeah. yep. that she literally had on the stovetop and was like tapping it into the <laughs> bottle. Yeah, she was in cooking it off. While we were yeah, there. it was the most delicious stuff mm-hmm. ever. Yep. and she was just so sweet. And then she sent us packing with our own jellies for mm-hmm. ourselves, and right. I, I, I really missed that blueberry jelly. I wish we had more right <laughs> we now. Well, we were leaving Alaska maybe like four days later yep. or something. Yep. So we literally just ate blueberry jam on everything <laughs> for four days. Because it was like, it was I'm not letting this go to waste right. when our fridge is off. Right. So we need to just crush this. But yeah, that was super amazing. And she let the dogs just run around her house and in she her like, yard. Oh, yeah, it's fine. She loved it. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was incredible. And, and that's what the experiences are all about. Is like when you just come across these random people that... Just out of the goodness of the heart, want to like send you away with a gift, you know, yeah. just because they like they like, you know, your aura or the personality, yeah. the fact that you gave them some of your time, because that's the most important mm-hmm. thing in the world is time, uh, which is like you know another yeah, reason why we live van life. So one is, thing you can't get more of. Correct. So you can't get, get more back. of. You can't get it back. You only want to give it to people that deserve it. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. you know, it, it time is definitely one of those things that I think that van life embodies for all of us you know yeah, we, we get to utilize our time the way we want to exactly. you know the, the way that we we travel to is a lot of it's out in the middle of nowhere and we love like indigenous culture too mm-hmm. so like in alaska we went village hopping 
<laughs> we went, we drove all the way to Dead Horse and we went back to Fairbanks. We chartered a plane. We went to uh, Utkiavik, aka Barrow. We went to Kaktovik and, you know, we got to hang out with amazing people and learn, you know, all about their culture and where they came from and how they, they do things because it's a completely different way of life yeah. up there. It's like, are we still and it's in not America? Not. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of it was little I didn't know what down, yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. you know well that's you know, because, you, because you like, come wow this is it you know? like an image on right yeah you come with if you come with any <coughs> expectations whatsoever there's always going to be an opportunity for letdown you know right. what I mean yeah. but we so. met we met some amazing people that like yeah we adapt you for the weekend yeah. <laughs> you know we hung amazing. out with them we played some games you know we were drinking on the beach and speaking of playing games were there any like different games that they played with you guys that you never played before or uh just the one that we played with just you guys. The, that just incoherent. Yeah, oh, incoherent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were making me do shots out of this little shot glass that had a penis on it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Let's do this. So there's still about dick jokes. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, cool. For sure. You're normal. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's very normal. Very normal. I meant to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this video that there will probably end up being some cursing. I somewhere. haven't heard one yet. I haven't either, but then when you said dick, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, oh I definitely yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. at least three Damn times yeah. I didn't hear it <laughs> it's all good listen our audience is definitely 18 years and older I think you could handle a little bit of profanity um, but yeah I mean it's it's amazing it's incredible to like see your guys journey to now being in the van and how much things have changed for you guys I mean just from when we met you guys first at, like at your house, which mm -hmm. thank you, yep. because if it wasn't for you guys, we'd probably still be building a van right now. Uh, I mean, yeah. I would definitely be done, but yeah. you know. It wouldn't look as it good, look as and good. it wouldn't have been cut as nice, and all the wood wouldn't have been sanded, <laughs> yeah. and we'd be getting splinters every I, other I, day. I can tell you one thing Frank for sure. would do something, and I'd be like, Frank, no. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you one thing for sure. I would not have the headliner in my van. Right <laughs> Probably not. No, no, definitely not. Did you put something up there yet? No, never. Look? Nope, it's still clear. Yep. But yep. it's cool. So, so you, you know, get a good view of all your shit. Yeah. 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 You we can, can see, see the bottom the organization. of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know there's a hammock up there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible just to see that your your journey come, you know, so far just from like building the van and seeing the van now. It's an absolute beast. If you guys haven't seen it, make sure to check them out on Instagram, Adaptive Humanity. I mean, it is literally, it's so funny. When we pull up to gas stations, I feel like normally sometimes people are like, oh, that's cool, like our van. And now people don't even look at our van. They're like, <laughs> they're like yo, that thing is badass. Like, what is that? You know? The it's, best part is because we got the snorkel on it, too. So if you hit the throttle just right and then back off, you get that nice little turbo. Oh, uh, yeah, the sound. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> it makes everybody go, ooh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I mean... It, the, and all the things that are still to come with you, man. I feel like that there's still upgrades you guys are going to make. Oh, yeah. It'll always be a work in progress. It's yeah. never going to be done. I think that's true. It's, most it's, not, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Like you change. The way you travel changes. Um, new things come out. You know, you, you gain a new skill and you're like, oh, I'm going to build this now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or a new hobby. And you're yeah. like, I need right. somewhere for all this gear or right. whatever it is. Exactly. And yeah, that's you, always the case with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New yeah. hobbies. all the, Well, you just took up snowboarding. Yep. 
So yeah, that's very exciting. From zero snowboards to four. Yeah, by that <laughs> zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> so Matt, it's been your first time back skiing since or snowboarding since you lost uh, the bottom part of your leg, right? Yep. And Amber, it's been almost six years since you've been skiing, correct? Yes. So like, how has that experience been for you guys? For me, it was sort of like riding a bike, you know, yeah. just got to get it back down again. And then I feel like I've improved a whole lot from starting back to now. You know, I'm basically a professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when she winds up in the yeah. powder, like, with her <laughs> skis <laughs> everywhere. She's really good at a downhill part. slalom with a splash. <laughs> <laughs> Yard sale. Yard sale. It was very graceful. Well, from my my perspective, it was not that graceful. It was a poof (laughs) of snow. And then I look in and Amber has no skis on and her skis are in two different spots sticking up out of the snow. It's pretty funny. It's like the hardest thing for me for snowboarding is I'm, I'm glad that I was good at snowboarding beforehand because at least I had, I know the fundamentals. I know how it's supposed to feel, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, getting, adjusting my, my fake leg to have it do what I want it to do is a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's seeing, a struggle. But I recorded you as soon as you got up on it for the first time in your first little run. I know it was really short, but it looked natural as shit. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, like we've, like obviously you had a bunch of days before we got here, and then we've spent two days on the yeah, yeah, we rode two days together. And, like, I mean, you're doing pretty good. Like, obviously, you're still adjusting and, like, figuring out, like, the angles yeah. and the feet and, like, what's supposed to be. But, like, you get from the top to the bottom in one piece. Yeah, right? it might yeah. not be so graceful all the time, but I mean, Honestly, it happens. Just even, <laughs> even from my perspective, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty avid snowboarder. I mean, snowboarding 71 mountains in yeah. a single season. Oh, yeah. But, but, but like, seriously, I like, that's my thing. I love to do it. And mm-hmm. seeing you snowboard actually kind of gave me even like a little bit more like, oh man, I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. As well as like just seeing your mechanics and the way you move, you look really comfortable on your board. Like, and I know that that's nowhere near where you're going to be in a couple of weeks from now. Oh no. You know, it's, it's. You're still really very much dialing things in. I mean, you have your leg literally turning sideways on you <laughs> at certain points in time because of the mechanics that go into it. So, like, you know, and you're still able to make it down the mountain even with that happening. So it just goes to show, you know, to, to not give up, to try to, you know, to, to push forward. <laughs> but also, if you're out there and you have these issues... Let people know what they need to do to dial it in. I know that. Right. I know that you're going to do that after yeah. looking up all the yeah, videos. When, when, I, when I finally get it all figured out, I'm going to put a, a video together, just a, a basic thing of what I tried, what worked, what didn't work. You know, and that's for me. It's not going to be exactly the same for somebody else, but at least it gives them a starting point because you can't find anything on it. You, literally, it's all like motivational stuff. You can do it. You yeah. know. It's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get up. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. But it's not helping me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it helped me get on the snowboard, but now I need the dialing stuff. Right. Because I I basically, I have, you know, like six pieces that I have to manipulate with set screws to get it to mimic what a normal leg would do, which is not easy because it's all different angles and everything. But you know, I'll get there. Well, and then you're mid mountain and you have the wrong Allen key. Yeah, and you're like help. mother trucker. <laughs> yeah, that, that does not help at all. And then at the same time, like 
when you get to your breaking point, it's better to s- just stop and be like, all right, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise it. it's just going to boil over and it's like you're, you're not going to enjoy it at all. Yeah, I think that's... So a, it's like, you got to push yourself, but you have to know when to be like, okay, I'm done. Well, and I you think know? that's a good lesson for everything. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, just knowing life. Stop, you know, yeah. knowing when to say, okay, I've hit my limit for today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's reassess and come back tomorrow. Yep. You know, it's the same with the people hiking up, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they get to a certain point and they, <laughs> they start to go and they go, oh, the conditions just aren't worth it. It's not worth my life. Yep. I'm going to turn back around and I'll That's start again tomorrow. Happens to us. Yeah. You know, like All the time. we made a run at Mount St. Helens and we made the weather station. You can see the summit, but if we were to hit the summit, that means that we were climbing the ridge on the way back down in, in pitch black. Yeah. So it was like, weather station's good enough. Yeah. You know, it sucks, but whatever. You know, there's. Beautiful day. We yeah. saw Rainier perfectly. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. a great day. Yeah. And. You know, we got to practice some skills, and you got to learn how to self-arrest with yeah. an ice axe. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you know, it's nothing better than sliding down the side of Mount St. Helens with an axe in your hand. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> I will say, even if, even if like, uh, it's not you that can't make it, like, for us, for instance... We hiked up 4,000 feet and Paco couldn't make it. Right. Right. So there was a moment where we had to reassess and say, you know what? We're a football field away, but it's not worth it. Right. We're going to stop. We're going to relax with Paco. We're going to allow him to, you know, catch himself. And, uh, you know, it's a scary sight, too. You know, you don't want your animal or whatever mm-hmm. it is or another person, mm-hmm. you know, not in a good position when you're doing such a, you know, crazy hike. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just... It's amazing to see you guys do this. You know, it's amazing to see anybody out there climbing, you know, different mountains and everything. But especially with, you know, having uh, obstacles in your way, but being able to get past them. You know, I think that a lot of people could be inspired by what you guys are doing. That's our thing. Adventuring beyond your limitations. That's it. That's that's great. We should use that. You You should. That should be your tagline, guys. That that should be. You know, I I might have just TM'd it, so I'll take a royalty cut on that. (laughs) So if you didn't hear the sarcasm in our voice, that is their tagline. And uh, honestly, it fits you guys perfectly. Thanks. It really does. Yeah. So what are the next mountains you're going to be climbing, the next, you know, adventures? Yeah. Who knows? We don't we don't set a schedule. We just go with the flow. We let the mountain speak to us. Mm, uh, I like that. I like that. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can feel that. I like yeah. that. You know, there's there's certain things that we have like we have to be in a certain place at a certain time. Yeah. But in between, it's whatever. See something cool, do it. Yeah. yeah. You know? I feel like that's kind of how word travel too. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we have a commitment a month from now here. Right. How we get there is anybody's guess, you know, right. and where you're going to stop on the way, who you're going to meet. You kind of let, you know, the road decide or the people you meet. Or the universe, like whatever you want to call it. And that's, it's the flow. And yes. that's the cool thing about going from the RV to the van is now, like, we're driving down the road and I see some, like, epic shit over here. I'm like, walk up brakes, flip the U.E. and I go back. Yeah. Where when you're in a 45-foot RV and then pulling a Jeep, so you're, like, 72 to 75 feet long... It's like, you, you can't do bye. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, oh, bye, that looks like it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Right. I love you. <laughs> that's it. I'll be thinking about you. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's opened up 
a bunch of opportunities for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we we travel very similar in the sense of like we're in the flow. If you guys know what the flow is, that was like last year what we we tried to live by. This year, I think it's more like uh, be present, which Mm -hmm. goes with the flow. Like if you could be in the flow and be present, I think that's the ultimate reward. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just like I feel like that's one thing that I'm very grateful for is being able to like be present. I remember back when I used to be at my regular job, I would commute to work and I'd be literally on autopilot. Right. And I don't, mm-hmm. don't remember how I got to right. that spot, but I got there, <laughs> you know, now it's like everything is like, boom, boom. Like, yeah. like just like viewing sunsets or different landscape. Every time you drive, it's something different or a different road that you've never been on before. It's just, it's, I don't know. Life. It's, you're it's living. life. You're yeah, it's living. life. It's real yeah, life. Yeah. Not yep. that nine to five. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, like right now, I feel like Matt's living. He's drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> That's it. I'm, and I'm, we're oh, looking yeah. at the and Coors Light Mountains. Mountains. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like you have to. <laughs> It'd be a sin if you didn't. <laughs> right? Right? That's full on presence right there. If you ask me. Actually, uh, the other day we took a we took a photo up there. So uh, maybe I will wind up on the gram and. Uh, it'll be easy way to find you guys too. Oh, yeah. yeah, it'll be up there. <laughs> so, like, um, I guess the next question is like, you know, we're looking at we're looking forward to what the future right now and what's to come, and you know, Baja is is in our our horizons. Yep, and I think it's kind of a thing that all of us are possibly going to do together. Yep. And uh, what are you looking forward to? You know, in in Mexico and Baja and you know, possibly Central America and stuff like, what are you, what are you looking forward to in that endeavor? Culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest thing is for us is culture. Yeah. You can learn so much from other people if you just approach it with an open mind and, you know, you're not going to agree with everything that they have to say or the way that they live, but you can learn so much from them if you just appreciate it. You know, so that's like our, our thing. Uh, I can't wait to do that. And then maybe do a little bit of surfing. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to give fun. that a go. That's going to be painful. But. <coughs> I'm going to have to fill my leg with foam. So that way when I, I it floats, like bite it, <laughs> you just look for the foot. <laughs> Are you going to leash it to your bathing suit or something? <laughs> you should. That's not you should. a bad idea. No, no. Like, you know, you leash yeah. your snowboard or your, yeah. your surfboard to your ankle. Yeah, there we yeah. go. That's a you good could use you just, the... look, you just look for the bobbing foot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there he is. <laughs> I, see a, I see a couple toes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, when we were at the China Hot Springs and you had your foot floating yeah. around. You're yep. going to be like Mr. Deeds, Blackfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, that's great. What about you, Amber? What are you excited about? I feel like I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, you're just living in the moment. Yeah, sort of like just everything that's so different about the whole country. Like it's just completely different from America. And I'm just ready for a change. And also Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to take that on. I will be learning Spanish. I'm going to know it fluently by the end of that whole journey. See, si. awesome. my goal. See, si, see. Si. Si, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to a lot of the same things. I can't wait to surf actually and spend some time on the beach. We've been oh, yeah. very much winter van lifers, and like you know, mm-hmm. even summertime was in a cooler place than yeah. than mm-hmm. most. Summertime you know? was still winter. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty damn close. It was like socks also. Yeah, yeah, it was like winter for like Georgia. Yeah, right? we're, we're in August and we were in a foot of snow. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah it's wild. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to a lot of the similar things. I can't wait for the food and culture. Oh, yeah. Culture oh, is yeah. a big reason why I like to travel. I like to learn from different people. I think that is something that we could all do as like a as a community is just like just learn from others all it's the time. Just yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think too for us, like we've been traveling almost <clears throat> exclusively in Canada and the United States for the last yeah. two years. Mm. So like since we and, got on the road, especially because almost as soon as we got on the road, COVID happened. Right. Yeah. So then we were all kind of like limited because you yeah. don't really want to leave the country. There's all these rules right. and yep. restrictions and things like that. Our original plan was to go all the way to Panama and back mm-hmm. yeah. in that first year, which was absolutely ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. nobody planned Yeah, we to would have probably right now been somewhere in Central America, I'm guessing, at this point with the... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and the reason why I say that is just because like we probably would have slowed down a lot more. Oh, sure. Like we would. Who knows? We might be in South America. We, we might by be in now. South America by now. We don't know we where be we in would Africa. be. Who knows? But like, right. the, yeah, the, just everything kind of lined itself up because if none of that happened, we probably wouldn't have met you guys the yeah. way we did. Right. Right. You know, just like life and the universe kind of puts you in the place you need to be Absolutely. at that exact time, like where Always. we are now. But yeah, like I can't wait for these travels to happen. We're going to see different, like, topography, stuff that we've never oh, yeah. seen before. Oh, yeah. We're going to, you know, there's going to be fishing and, you know, probably some type of whale shit. I feel like we haven't done that shit. much beach life. We haven't done well, a lot at all. I know from any. Mexico, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hitting the Yucatan. Yeah. Like all the yeah. ruins yeah. and yeah. the history. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, like, ancient history in America. No. No. Like, no. It's, right. it's yeah. so young as a nation. And then, you know, it, it's sad to say, like, you can't get on any of the Indian reservations right now yep. because of COVID. Yep. They're, they're still, you know, blocked off. So a lot of the really old history for America that you want to learn is there. So Yeah, you're right. Uh, I agree 100%. Like all the actual history of North America is yeah. in the indigenous population. Yeah. It's not us. Yeah, we're, you know? we're the babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like we're the really, newcomers. We're like, oh, look at our Liberty Bell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ting. Ooh. They're like, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, realistically, uh, travel has been kind of locked down in a sense, right? It's been limited, yeah. right? So we, we do have limitations <laughs> for all of us when it comes to travel at the moment. Well, and I think, too, like, I'm just ready for something different. Like, we right. haven't actually done all 50 states. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of states are very similar to other you, states. You hit the highlight reel. Yeah, wow. correct. You did. Correct. You, know, yeah. and like, you know, you guys hit the highlight reel, and it's, it's time to start moving Yeah, on. we definitely still want to do, like, an East Coast summer trip, like, yeah. through, like, yeah. Maine and, like, Prince Edward Island yeah. and, like, all that oh, kind for of sure. stuff. But, like, other than that, like, I feel like we've basically hit everything right in the middle Full. and the whole west coast right and it's like what are we going to spend another year kind of circling the same tracks that we've already circled Correct. before america is america is america yeah. i mean it, time to move on the, the great yeah. the great part is is like we do have a lot of different landscape here which uh, allows the us culture is the culture is, is similar uh, everywhere you go. And the grocery stores are the same yeah. and you can yeah. buy all the same foods. Yeah. And I'm, like- I'm very interested in, um, you know, once again, pushing those limitations, like kind of being out of my comfort zone again. Oh, yeah. Right. Cause I feel like so comfortable. Well, that's when you grow. Correct. And when that, you're not comfortable, you grow. Yeah. And that's what I like. I want to grow. I, I haven't necessarily grown in height in many years and I lacked that when I was a kid too. <laughs> I'm a pretty short guy. But but when it comes to like growth of the mind and the spirit and just like yeah. you know, life in general, understanding many different things, I think travel's the way to do it, you know, Absolutely. and being uncomfortable is the way to do it. Yeah. So and I mean we're giving ourselves it's like a, a year and what, four months? Sure. 
something like that. Like a year and four months to hit the southern tip of Argentina. That's from now. So we got that, and then we're gonna. You go. guys are gonna be moving pretty quick. Yeah, I feel yeah, like no, a year goes like... by pretty quickly. Like how many <laughs> miles is that? Uh, I don't know. Plus, like the shipping delay, I guess, between Panama and Can or that's like Columbia. four days. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I thought that they like from things that I've heard, they might hold your van and like customs and stuff. That's or... why you get a broker. Oh, um, if you do it through a broker, they handle all the customs stuff, and you don't run into that as much. Right. So you got to hit. And the I right mean, broker. if you do run into it, then the broker should handle. They it. take care of it all. Yeah. Right. You know, you just got to worry about yourself and. You know, yeah, Kurt and Snow. And everything else. Kurt and Snow is a couple, an older couple, a uh, van life couple that uh, just did that shipment from uh, Panama down into... Uh, Cartagena. Yeah, 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 correct. Columbia. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had a bit of a delay. And I don't remember exactly why. I'll have to go back and look. But I think it was because of like the situation of the world right now. Oh, well, yeah, like yeah, all the shipping yeah, containers yeah, yeah. that are yeah. just and like on sure. right. Instead and... of being like... A little bit less than a week. It was like a week and a half to right. two weeks. You know what I mean? But when you think about it on the grand scale of it, like you you have one shipment really that's going to hold you back in right. the sense of a year and almost a year and a half mm-hmm. left of travel to make it all the way down to the southern point. Right. Yeah. And then we're we're going to be skipping a few countries just because we don't really have a desire to go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that'll that'll save some time. Yeah. We're going to spend a lot of time, I think, in in Chile and Argentina. Probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, all the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so it's like, it's beautiful. That's right? the insane portion, you know? And I, I really want to spend some time in Colombia too, because <clears throat> Colombia has come a long way from what Colombia is always perceived as. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I really want to spend some time there and kind of feel that whole thing out because I've, I've heard great things. Yeah. What I find super interesting about travel and like listening to people in the States talk about travel compared to like even just having the YouTube channel and people from different countries reaching out to us, it seems like the people from their countries seem very excited about traveling even within their own country and not scared. And right. like inviting. And inviting. Like, and like, like oh, oh you have here. to travel here. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. You're probably not going to want to leave. It's right. like 90% of the stuff that winds up being said. And then you have the people kind of here like, stay in America. Don't leave. Yeah, it's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, really, if you look at it and, and you look at the reports that, that come out, it, the 50 most dangerous cities in the world, America takes up like 10 of them. Oh, I believe it. You know, so it's like... Well, really, people from other countries are afraid of America. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get somebody from England that comes over, they think they're going to get shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they're well, like, that's we're going to get off the plane and we're going to get shot. That's yeah. just how it's going to work. Uh-huh. We're Every, going to America. Everybody <laughs> in America owns a gun. That's, that's it. <laughs> and everybody wants to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> not true at all. I mean, it's just funny. It's like, you know, it's these these weens and wanes of like wanting to keep you in a, in a place. Right. You know what I mean? Like your country wants to keep you here because they want to keep the money here. They want you know, they don't want you to go branch out. Right. You know, you might learn a thing or two. That's the yeah. scariest part, right? Yep. You know, and it's, a, it, it's like anywhere. It has, it's good places and it's bad places. Do your research, you know, thorough freaking research beforehand. Plan your trip, you know, and just stay out of the bad spots. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, yeah. Don't go to East St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually kind of drove through that. It was, we, it was so sketchy. I got, I got sick there on yeah. my yearly, like, bronchitis crap that I get. And uh, 
we were stuck there for like four days in East St. Louis, and all you heard was gunshots going off. And she had to go pick up my prescription, and it's like it you scary. literally drive through all these abandoned, burnt down buildings and everything to get to this little, you know, pharmacy. Yeah. To go pick up meds, and I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. So it's like you know what? It's everywhere. Yeah, it's I remember here in America. It's in Mexico. It's whatever country yeah. they're in. They, yeah. they all have their little pockets. Yeah, I remember like even just gassing up in that area and being like, "Damn, this is sketchy." And like, I grew right. up in the projects in Brooklyn. Right. Like, like I, you know, I know sketchy. Yeah. And like, I even was like, okay, I still had a conversation with somebody and like became cool with them. They were right. riding like this, like sweet little three, you know, uh, wheeled bike. Uh, oh, nice. I forget what they're Tricycle? called. No, no, it's <laughs> like a motorcycle. No, but like, motorcycle. What, um, what are they called? The spider thing. Yeah, it, it was something Can-Am like that. Spider. It, it was a Can-Am, but it wasn't. It was more like a bike styled one. It, yes. was, it was the spider, but it was a bike styled one. Like okay. you sat on top. Oh, so yeah. it was like a cruiser. It was a cruiser. I got you. Like oh. it was a super yeah. wide yeah. cruiser nice. that you sat on top of, nice. not not in. You right. know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was dope, and I was like, "Damn, that thing's cool." And then next thing you know, he flies by us on the highway, and he starts beeping <laughs> because, like, you know, I just was yeah. chatting with him. I told him what we do. Uh-huh. He was cool with it. I gave him some stickers. You know, nice. yeah, stickers just, are the key. Yeah, you make friends. <laughs> you know, like like we were talking about earlier. I'm the I'm like the mayor of the parking lot. No yeah. matter what parking right. lot it is, I talk to everybody. You know, you you learn a lot more. You make people feel more comfortable. Yeah. You know, than you know. Somebody might just have you back just because they right. see your van. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know? think, like, I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking. We're all a little bit or can be sometimes introverted, but mostly extroverted. Right. And, like, happy to talk to people, happy to talk to locals, happy to ask for directions mm-hmm. or ask for right. places to go or things to see or whatever yeah. to do. Or, like, oh, there's a van park next to me. I'm going to talk to them. And I think. Well, you got to be careful because if they're solo, they may have an axe. but only the females yeah yeah. tell me more (laughs) inside joke joke. okay everybody's got some safety precautions (laughs) hopefully they don't come out wielding it let's just say that for the most part when people pull up next to you it's because they're looking at for safety in numbers if they're parked next to you it's mostly for that reason don't be scared have a quick conversation Make sure everything's, you know. Share your fire, cool. share your beer, and, yeah. and have a good time. You know, be, be a good Samaritan, I guess yeah. you could say, right? Lock your doors. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah lock your doors when you go yeah. to bed. That, that's important, though, you know? But my point, basically, <laughs> was that I feel like journeys like ours are much better facilitated when you are willing to make new friends. Oh, yeah. And explore new people and places oh, yeah. and, like, get to know the local insight. Girl, I think man. that people would have trouble with van life if they, or it would just be kind of lonely, yeah. Maybe, you know, if you weren't willing to kind of step out of your comfort zone in and that maybe way. that's their thing. You yeah. know, some people do it just to escape. Yeah. You know, and like they, get they, out into the woods. Yeah, they've, they've had enough of, you know, modern society mm-hmm. and, you know, busy cities, busy life, you know, no time to slow down. And all they want to do is just, get away. you know, peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. We got a comment the other day on our YouTube channel and it was, and it was somebody like, didn't you get into this, like, to get away from people? Like, why are you going to the people? And we're like, no, we didn't get into it for that reason. Other people do get into it for that reason, but not right. us. Like, specifically, <coughs> we got into it to actually meet more like-minded people. Right. You know, and... Make new friends. Make new friends and see what's out there and, you know, to explore and enjoy nature. So, like, just, like, everybody gets into it for a different reason. You know, you just... You got to figure that out by having that conversation. And we're like a mix. 
Yeah. You know, we, we love meeting new people and, and seeing new things and exploring new opportunities. But yeah. at the same time, we, we enjoy people at other yeah, we, <laughs> we enjoy being that van down by the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 or the van on like, the top of the mountain. That's yeah, it. That nobody just comes by solitude. for four or five days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. solitude. You yeah. know, you can just be with yourself and yeah, your partner. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and nature. Yeah, you know, and go for a walk. Fur baby. Yeah, and the fur babies. Fur mm-hmm. babies. Yeah, I think they like it too. I think that they have the best life. Skip, Skip loves it, man. New smells at least every other day. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. It, very rarely does he ever get a leash put on him because we're out in the middle of nowhere somewhere on a beach or, you know, places where you don't have to put a leash on him. So yeah. he's just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> does he get less excited now for, like, his collar? Because Paco does. No. no. He gets, like, super stoked <coughs> when you bring out the harness. Yeah, because I remember when we were he's at like, the we're house. Going yeah, yeah. We're always going places. But... <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, is, no matter where he is, if I go out there and start the van... He's on a beeline, right for that van and up into his bed, yeah. right in the middle. Like he's like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Put it in gear. That's Journey. awesome. Were you guys worried about him before you started track? Because I know in the RV he threw up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we he got like motion sickness or something or car sickness. Whatever. Well, that's why I built that whole center exactly. console right there and then put his bed on top of it, so he was sitting on the same yeah. level as us. Yeah, and he can, and he can look see out the out. windows and everything. Yeah. And yeah. he was always jumping in my issues. lap. Too. That's awesome. Like, he always wanted to see out or be, like, in my lap. And, yeah. like, this this can't happen. I don't have enough room here for you. So, doing that, no throw up, ever. We've but, actually thought about building something for Paco, too, like, in the middle. Because yeah. he does tend to, like, sit on our laps all the time. Yeah. And mostly mine. So, like, I I think it's for the same exact purpose. He wants to be able to look out the window. Yeah. Right. He, he wants to be close to you. He wants to be close yeah. to us, obviously, he but he one. he want, <laughs> he likes looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Like when we are passing by like farmland and there's like cows and oh, yeah. there's like bison and horses, he's like looking out the window. He gets excited. Yeah. He starts making his little doggy noises. It's super cute. But it's it's incredible like to get to see, you know, another perspective. Right. Of like even just your animal enjoying it, yeah. right. you know it, it goes to show. Like even when we yeah. were building the van at your guy's house, it was a great space to do it. But Paco was like, there was times that he was just like, whatever. Yeah, just right. another day. Yeah, same, same yard, same, yard. Yard. Yeah. Yeah. same smells, <laughs> same skip. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he's just like, you know, like Skip trying to play with him. Yeah. And he's yeah. like. Dude, you know what'll fix that? If you just lick my butthole. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Paco's like, no, I'd rather lick your dick. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Unfortunately, they really it's like very each other. It's yeah, they really like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, they're sitting next to each other. Like, like they're just cool with each other. They're best friends for sure. Best friends who look at each other in weird ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's Sometimes cool. you just gotta have that friend. Yeah. They're special friends. Yes, they are. <laughs> so would you guys have any advice, you know, now that you've been in the van for a while, if people were, like, looking to move into van life, what would be your, like, tips? Or what has been your biggest pain points, maybe? My, I, I guess for a tip is think about the things that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Where you want to go, things you want to see. Set some expectations for yourself and then build your van around that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse of, I want to go to this place, but I can't get there with what I have. Yeah. And uh, we, we've met a, a, another 
van life couple, I guess, that is going through that right now. Is they're, they're building something and they're like, no, we messed up. <laughs> oh, no. So now they're, they got another one on order. They got that van coming in and they're going to completely change it up. But, you know, it's like, think long game. Yeah, yeah for sure. Term. And then I think also anything and almost everything in the van, if it can be a multi-use, like have multiple purposes. Mm-hmm. Everything needs multiple purposes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I love that advice. Mm-hmm. I think it's great advice. Um, and dents happen. Yeah. Scratches mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. That means you were having a good time. Yep. Well, and it's always and good to get the first one out of the way. Yeah. Because then you're like, all right, well, whatever happens happens. Well, you bought your van with dents and scratches and then you don't care as yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we got our first couple and I was like, oh, you know, as long as they're not through like the, like, down oh, to the, the primer. I'm like, oh. And then we started like really going off-roading and then I'm like, well, at least there's still some paint left on it. Yeah. <laughs> Air coat left, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> not why you're getting the wrap. Uh, well, I know you wanted the wrap yeah, originally. So we wanted the wrap originally, um, and that is part of the reason we, we were gonna like uh, Rhino line or you know yeah. just truck bed liner spray mm-hmm. the whole freaking thing. But we like having our name on the side of the van, mm-hmm. so that makes it a little difficult. And then we also have you know corporate sponsors and stuff that we want their names on there too because we really you know it helps us do what we do. Yeah, yeah. For so. Sure. Uh, that's why we settled on like the wrap. We're gonna still Raptor line or Rhino line the whole bottom part mm-hmm. of the van where it gets like the most abuse <clears throat> from rocks and, and mud and everything else. Yep. But then we're gonna wrap the rest of it, and then you don't see all the scratches either. There nice. you go. <laughs> and then whenever it does get scratched, you just it. replace the wrap. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> One thing I do want to say is like uh, some advice, um, depending on like the amount of value that you have to put into your van. If you want to be able to be somebody that goes like way off grid, use that money to invest in making the vehicle good capable. for capable for that stuff. And then everything inside you could build as you go or, you know, use a little bit uh, less expensive items. Yeah. You could go more simple. You know, mm-hmm. simple is very good anyway. It's less that will actually break down on you as well. So, yeah, just, you know, some advice because you know, depending on how that looks for you, it's different for everybody. Um, some people have a very small budget, some people have a medium-sized budget, and some people have uh, a very good budget. So, you know, make make sure that you're doing it within your means because you also want to be able to be able to purchase the fuel right. to get to those spots. Yep. You know, you want to... You want to be able to have enough money to get out there and, and really enjoy it as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like... <clears throat> for off-grid stuff, it's like dump your money into your your batteries, your charging system, and your water. Yeah, that's where you're gonna like you're gonna want a, a massive water supply, a huge battery bank, and then you're gonna need something else like a secondary alternator, like we have, yeah. to be able to charge it. I mean, our solar it doesn't really do anything. It offsets like our refrigerator and some some small stuff. Yeah, but how many watts do you have up there? Uh, 380. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're about the same. So. But you have way more batteries. Yeah, yeah so we have 1,100 amp hours of lithium. Yeah. yeah. So the solar would never charge that. Ever. No. It, it's, it's impossible. It would take a month for it to even, you know, start in to the desert. charge it. Right. In the desert, full, yeah, sun, full sun, without you guys using it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it would take a long time. Where we put in the secondary alternator, so that way 
you know, a couple hours and it's, it's totally pretty charged. much charged back up. Yeah. But for off-grid stuff, that's like dump your money into your batteries, your charging system, and your water. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest, you know, skimp on it because if you're really worried about going off-grid, you're going to break shit anyway, so put the IKEA cabinets in. Don't yeah. spring for the custom-made cabinets yeah. or whatever, right. you know, yeah. if, you, if you're looking at a budget-wise. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like one thing you guys did do really well is that the interior of the van is very cozy and homey and, like, you know, livable. It's all hurt. Yeah. I know. But also, at the same time, super, super rugged and able to handle the really bouncy roads and, you know, the crap that you're going to go down and, yeah, you so know, the stuff you're going to put It's all 80-20. Yeah. Everything's 80-20, carbon fiber, uh... And then we do have the high-density polyethylene cabinets that we built, and mm-hmm. that's all coming out and getting replaced with solid carbon fiber. Yeah, yeah. So lightweight, rigid, you know, it, it works out well. Ready for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are looking to adventure beyond your limitations, you guys could go check out Adaptive Humanity. We fully support what they do. We love what they do. We think that they're two of the greatest people that we've ever met. Honestly, you guys are awesome. You rock. And like, we're really excited to continue to adventure with you guys as well. I know that we're about to, you know, go separate ways for at least for at least a month or so. You know, Uh, but you know, we have you know things we have to do and places we have to be. And exciting. Well, I think that's kind of the nice way to happen. travel together. You know what, though? We always, we always manage yeah. to, you know, we go our separate ways, we do our things, and then all of a sudden our paths cross again. Mm-hmm. And then we go our separate ways, and, yeah. you know, so we'll meet back up. Nice. And yeah. so, but I like that because it's like, okay, what'd you learn? What'd you see? What'd yeah. You, what'd you do? You know, yeah. teach me the things. Where am I not supposed stories? to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, Story what, time. what messed you guys up real bad? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of which, you have a whole list of Alaska <clears throat> lessons. Yeah. Yes. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to hear some of these. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna eventually do it, like a little video okay. on it of the things that you learn in Alaska. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. So. So here's is, a preview, I guess. Yes. Should I say them all? Well, pick or pick your favorite. Pick you your know, favorite if you want to save some for the okay. for the surprise. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, this was the first lesson that we ever learned, so we should go with that one first. What? This one, right here. Oh. Right here. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So, don't smoke meth. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. I remember that one. That one was clear. Yeah. And even your kids learned that Yes. Yeah. When my kids got back on the plane to go back to New York, I asked them, I said, what is the one thing you learned in Alaska? And they said, don't smoke meth. Didn't a police officer teach you that? That was correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> in Anchorage. <laughs> um, you don't need back windows. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, just... I could 100% agree with you We there. had back windows in our first van, yeah. and they were 100% always and covered. And that's why yeah. we did not have back windows right. on this And floor. ours were 100% always shattered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, we vetoed those. Uh, wet wood <clears throat> will burn. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. we learned yeah. that. Yeah. That was a great lesson for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, who needs paint? Yes, you know. Yeah. Them, that's I love useless it. anyway. Um, Skip is not afraid of beavers. Ooh. <laughs> that's a rough lesson to learn. Yeah, he'll go full send towards a beaver in a frozen creek in the middle of the night. You know. Good yeah. job, Skip. Yeah. The guy who's afraid of his own shadow, you know. He'll go for a beaver anytime. I mean, he's a real bad if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> Oh, Frank. <laughs> so, I was waiting for it to click. I was waiting for it to click. Oh, good. Um, always carry a chainsaw, which we met, uh, mentioned earlier. Right, so Did you get one yet? 
No. No. Still looking for your perfect chainsaw. <laughs> I want. <coughs> so I want one of those like small electric ones. Well, I would imagine it had to be kind of compact to like fit in the van. They have they have compact small electric ones, like the, twelve volt ones. Yeah, whatever. the hard part was finding one though. Yeah, yeah. So we, I just gotta track one down and, and get it shipped somewhere. Yeah, and get. Unfortunately, in this lifestyle, you, you like you get something online and then it gets shipped back to wherever your home base is, and then it's delayed a month in getting to wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we have a package that's that supposed that right to now. come here, yeah. and yep. it's exactly. not here yet. Yep. So. <laughs> Yeah, we, we totally understand that part of the lifestyle, but you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a definitely one of those things I'm like It's minor. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's okay. Uh we also figured out uh for the last one here is that our van cannot go anywhere. Ah. What do you mean? So there's some places where it cannot go. Yes. There's some oh, places that it, around a tree. It shouldn't uh, go. It can't uh, drive up a tree. It can't drive through a tree. That is correct. Okay, we tried. Cool. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> we tried, and it ended up being a like four-hour ordeal of trying to back up and turn around and swing 24 feet inside of 12 oh, feet. Was, yeah, that's interesting. Was, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. So it, it awesome. Sounds like a great time, if Not you ask best me. Moment. Yes. <laughs> yes but Were the then, two of you calm with each other during this, or I was it a... I just, like, get quiet and... Yeah. Watch from a distance. Well, Matt, just like I get, I get flustered and dig. Do you yeah. scream a lot of curse words? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And cool. Kicks yes. things, and you know, yep. it's fine. I'm like, it's best if we just stand and watch and let it cool down. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll make lunch. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Skip, come here. No, yeah, Skip's like mom. But, Dad's doing the thing again. But you know, <laughs> it, it it taught me how to use a lot of the equipment that we have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because there were like some points your... where I was, I was literally digging out a, a four foot tall bank to be able to back up an extra six inches so I can get <laughs> onto a traction board so I could rock it back and forth. But you know, knock on wood, we've gotten ourselves out every single nice. time. I have figured it out one way or another. We've gotten ourselves out. So you're telling me that you look like um, Mike? Uh, what's his name? Austin Powers. And yes. that when he was trying to yes. back up the golf cart? Yes. No, more like Alex. Oh, oh gotcha. Come on. <laughs> so, that was great. In the, in the drone shot? Yeah. That was so in they, Alaska, too. So they can't see in here, but it's like from where I'm sitting to the wall, it's probably about like, what do you say, 12 feet? Yeah. yeah. Right about 10, there. 12, yeah. So that is about how wide that trail was that we were going down with mm-hmm. two big rivets in the middle. Yeah. From and other four wheelers and whatnot going down it. So, and that's the spot where I had to turn around a 24 foot van. Yeah, that weighs like 11,000 like pounds. Trees. So, oh, yeah. 12,300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. That's a beast. They are weight. overweight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> slightly. Slightly. But, disclaimer, we also upgraded everything that we needed to upgrade to be able to take the extra weight. So, Correct. all the suspension swapped out. Yeah. There's shocks on the front now where there wasn't any shocks before. Mm-hmm. All our, our springs are, are custom done. And then hopefully we can get our driveline swapped. And once that happens, I mean, the the Dana 80 is meant for 8,000 pounds just on the rear axle. Yeah, wow. that's wild. So, it's just like a game changer. Yeah. yeah it'll fix everything. And yeah, the van and motor and transmission can take it. Well, I was going to say... Know, it's designed for that. If you look at how much it can tow plus carry, Yeah, you know, it can pull that weight with no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, getting your suspension and everything else dialed in. So, if you don't change your suspension, if you don't, you know, do all those things, do not load your van up. Yeah, don't much. make it, it that It's going to go bad. 
And I will say that uh, a lot of your weight probably comes from like the bumper and the and the you <coughs> the know batteries. the roof rack and the batteries. They're actually pretty and, light. Oh, so yeah. the roof rack weighs about 110 pounds. Okay, oh, that's, that's pretty light. The, the whole roof rack, including solar panels. Wow. Uh, I'm the, impressed because I thought that would be a little bit more. The front bumper actually doesn't weigh that much when you take the winch and the brackets and everything away from yeah. it that are out part of the frame now. Uh-huh. But like the uh, actual winch is very heavy. That is heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when we all lifted it up yeah. to yep. put it on there. It was a fair bit of weight, but yeah. it wasn't like it was a four it was like man two hundred pounds. Awesome. But I managed to scoot it off and put it back on myself. Yeah, it was so. like around two hundred pounds, I think. Though, Probably, right? yeah, right about there. Mm-hmm. The back bumper weighs like maybe seventy pounds. Yeah, if yeah. that. Most of the weight is in the batteries. Yeah, okay. You know, eleven and the water weight. Eleven batteries. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we got fifty-four gallons of water, which is probably like somewhere near five hundred pounds of water. <clears throat> right, and right. then fifty-eight gallons of fuel. Yeah, so we got a secondary thirty-gallon fuel tank on top of the twenty-eight gallons yeah. of carries, which so, weighs more than water. <laughs> uh, diesel's a little bit less. A little Not less. Much, okay, but a little bit less. Gotcha. So <laughs> that's where vast majority of the weight is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly like it just stacks up. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, like when you're adding things, it just stacks. The weight stacks up pretty quickly. And it, the way that I designed the van too, so our water tanks sit over each wheel well, mm-hmm. and then our batteries sit straight between those two, right where the rear axle is. Yeah. So I centered all of the weight in the back, right over the rear axle, and it's equal from side to side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was the other challenge. Which is too. the area of the van that actually could take on the most weight <coughs> right, as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing something like that, you got to think, okay, so I have all this weight. I better put it in the right spot or Correct. else your van's going to look like a blown over billboard Correct. going <laughs> down yeah. the road. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And so when you guys are out there building your vans, whatever you're doing, just make sure that you really think about the concept of how you're doing it. And even if you're going to somebody to have it built for you, Still make check. sure yeah, make sure that they're doing it correctly as well too because you don't want to be driving in a lopsided van. You'll be changing out tires faster than you're going to want to. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a lot of other issues. Well, it's just regular safety checks. We were hanging out with someone the other day who had their van built by a builder and their van is literally falling apart. Like the top yeah. cabinets are yeah. like falling off the walls. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And like you paid tens of thousands of dollars for somebody else to do it for you. Welcome to the RV industry. And personally, if I knew the name of the company, I'd blow up their spot right now. But I don't know the name of the company. Yeah, I can't remember either. I could always ask the question. If you want to know, just shoot us a message. We'll ask our friend. It was in Colorado. It was in Colorado for sure. Well, a lot of the builders, in all fairness, are in Colorado and Oregon. Oregon, Washington. Well, and I think also a lot of people got into it in the last like couple years. Yeah. Because it was like van life has blown up and yeah. I see all these other builders who have huge wait lists, so why not open up a shop? That's it. And now I can take and, some of their wait per- lists. And I'll just wing it. Yeah. yeah. Personally, personally, the people that I would buy vans from, if I was somebody who couldn't convert one myself, I would buy the van from the person who's converted the van, actually proven that it works, right. and showed you all the things by making videos about it. And then purchasing that vehicle. You're trying to sell our van? No, I'm, I'm just saying maybe eventually one day, yes. But there are people out there that we know that have vans that built them, trued and tried, and their vans work great. And yeah. they turn around and sell them every you know year or two years or whatever. Yeah. But you could literally see everything those vans have been through. Right. And yeah. you know that it works. Well, and the other tricky thing, this is, I guess, who cares if it's on topic, but when you have a build issue like that and you go to like sue them or whatever, 
to get your money back, you usually have to sign something saying that you won't talk badly about them. Correct. So you can't leave a negative review on Correct. their Yelp page and you can't yeah. put up a post on social media. You get media. locked into an NDA. Yes. And, and yeah. if you they just settle. put $20,000 into something and you don't have $20,000 to throw away, like you will need that money back. Right. You're going to be like, all right, well, I guess I won't say anything. Correct. But then the next person that comes along just sees all these four and five star reviews and they yep. think it's all great. But yep. like, meanwhile, the people who had a hard time I got think silenced. There's, there's only three people that I would feel comfortable actually building a van for me. And I would still watch them like a hawk because that's just how I am. Yeah. But is, is Turig because they build one hell of a van. And then you got uh, Beartooth Van Works. Mm-hmm. They're... Solid. They're in Montana. Okay. And then there's Freedom Van Gogh mm-hmm. uh, in Florida. Okay. Those three are tried and true, you know, 10, 15, 20 years of experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if something does go wrong, you don't have to sue them. You call them and you're like, <laughs> you're like hey, this is what's going on. And, and they're like, they're like oh my God, in. can you get the van here or let us find somewhere where you are to get this thing fixed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. You know, that reminds so. me of the van builder we met in Anchorage. Yeah. And yeah. he had been doing boats for decades, decades and then switched over to vans like 10 years ago. Yep. And like we went in and oh actually looked at the way he was building the vans, and I mean they were solid. They, yeah, they, it was like you building a van, <laughs> like legit. It was, it was like you know about everything. Yeah, like everything was pristine. <laughs> like there was a wire run and yeah. like a cap that you could remove to be able to get to all your wires. Yeah. Um, everything just looked. Everything really looked. Nice. And that's how it, it was, should be. If you're it, paying somebody, yeah, the top dollar. It was all man. built with uh, uh, steel and aluminum. Yep. Yeah. So like you know it ain't going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's. It's all locked into the chassis of the van. Yep. Like, you know, it's it's really good quality. And the problem is with those places, you pay for it. Yeah. You know, they're they're not they're not cheap. But you, you know, also, know their price. That's so your home. Their that's your home that experiences an earthquake every, every day, day of its life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like all day. If you're gonna have someone build it for you, then you might need to save up for another couple of years yeah. or something. Right. And, the and interesting part about him the interesting part about him is he's like, Tell me your budget. And then we'll work within yeah. your budget. Oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? So I'm like, sure there's a ba- like a sh- like a minimum. A yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure there is. But, but I think the thing about the building it yourself, you can kind of pick where you want to splurge and where you want right. to save. You know, mm-hmm. whereas if you're paying somebody else to build it, don't go with the brand new budget van builder. Because then you're going to get right. a brand new budget van. Yeah. yeah. That you're going to yeah. be like dealing with all these issues. And the yes. one thing I liked about Freedom Van Gogh, and I even contemplated having them do our electrical system. Mm. That's where I was going to take it to do it before I just said, yeah, I'm going to do it myself. myself. Yeah. But uh, they now build like drop in electrical systems. Yep. You tell them what you want. Like how many and, watts and how many amps yep, and, and you know, everything. Whatever. And then you, you tell them where you want it to go and stuff. And they literally build it and ship it to you. That's great. So if you're not comfortable doing your electrical, which a lot of people aren't, you know, it splurge a little bit on that and it just shows up in your doorstep. And then you you just have to plug the wires into it. That's it. Everything's already done. You just boop, boop. That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, kids. I think it's time for dinner. You want to go to bed? Matt's got like 30 minutes of sleep. 30 minutes of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) In two days. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bed. All right, kids. He's going to bed. We're going to do dinner. 
But yeah, yeah. thank Thanks you guys so for being. So, yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. Absolutely. Of course. Thank you for inviting us. We wouldn't Always have passed this place without stopping. Thanks for picking up her yard sale the other day. <laughs> you know, I, I did my best. I did lose your pass. Yeah, but, you know. there was a sacrifice. Uh, yeah, sacrifices <laughs> will be made. <laughs> But, but yeah, we're excited to see you guys now, and we're excited to see you again in Bath yes. or San Diego. I guess we'll be yeah. hanging out there for a little bit, yeah. we'll see. Yep. and uh, many more adventures to come. Oh yeah! Super and for excited. you out there listening, thank you so much for being here and listening. And we hope that you guys have an FNA day. You know it's true, man. Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.